Issue Review, Fiscal Services Division, December 4th, 2014. County Finances, Issue. This issue review provides an overview of county finances in Iowa, including descriptions of revenue sources and a comparison of revenue and expenditures in fiscal year 2003 and fiscal year 2013, the latest annual financial reports available from the Department of Management. Affected agencies, local county governments, Code Authority, Iowa Code Chapter 331. Background. The Iowa Constitution was amended in 1978 to grant, quote, home rule power and authority not inconsistent with the laws of the General Assembly to determine their local affairs and government, except that they shall not have power to levy any tax unless expressly authorized by the General Assembly. If the power or authority of a county conflicts with the power and authority of municipal corporation, the power and authority exercised by a municipal corporation shall prevail within its jurisdiction, end quote. As a result, county governments may do anything not expressly prohibited by state law, with the exception that they may levy only those taxes expressly authorized by state law, Iowa Constitution, Article 3, Section 39A. The general powers, duties, and limitations of county government are specified in Iowa Code Chapter 331, Division 3. The government of each county is overseen by a locally elected board of supervisors. The duties of the boards regarding county finances are specified in Iowa Code Chapter 331, Division 4. Among those duties are the establishment of an annual budget, certification of taxes, and appropriation of funds to county officers and departments. Requirements for the budget, including public notice and hearing, are specified in Iowa Code Section 331.434. Once adopted by the County Board, the budget must be certified to the County Auditor by March 15th and then filed with the State Appeal Board. A county cannot levy or collect a greater tax than is adopted by the County Board. Counties are required to prepare annual financial reports on a generally accepted accounting principles GAAP basis and file those with the Department of Management and the Auditor of State by December 1st, Iowa Code Section 331.403. Four counties, Blackhawk, Cerro Gordo, Scott, and Woodbury, budget on an accrual basis and file only GAAP basis financial reports. The remaining counties budget on a cash basis and file both GAAP basis and cash basis financial reports with the state. Sources of county revenue, property tax revenue levies, general services, rural services, debt services, and other, debt financing, general obligation bonds, revenue bonds, current debt, non-current debt, other taxes, local option sales tax, mobile home tax, etc., sale of capital assets, other sources, federal funds, state grants and tax credit replacements, payments in lieu of taxes or pilots, charges for services, licenses and permits, investment earnings, etc. Property tax levies, basic levies. Counties in Iowa are authorized to certify property taxes under two basic levies. The general services levy funds general county services and is levied on all taxable property within the county. It is limited to $3.50 per $1,000 of assessed value. The rural services levy is levied on all taxable property not within incorporated areas of the county. It funds services primarily intended to benefit those residing in the incorporated areas taxed under the levy. The rural services levy is limited to $3.95 per $1,000 of assessed value. Debt service levy. Counties are also authorized to collect property taxes on a debt service levy on all taxable property within the county sufficient to cover the cost of servicing county debt obligations. Supplemental levies. Counties may also certify supplemental levies if the basic levies are insufficient to meet the county's needs for certain general county or rural county services. 
A supplemental levy for general county services may be certified in an amount sufficient to pay county obligations for the following. Specified costs for county residents that are receiving care at certain facilities including the Alcoholic Treatment Center at Oakdale, a state mental health institute or other public or private facility or service, the Iowa Juvenile Home at Toledo, no longer in operation, the Board of Regents Special Schools, and the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics Center for Disabilities and Development, foster care and related services under court order to a child under the jurisdiction of the juvenile court, elections and voter registration, employer costs related to unemployment compensation, the Iowa Public Employees Retirement System, or IPERS, and federal Social Security for salaries associated with general county services, tort liability insurance, property insurance, and any other insurance necessary, as well as costs related to a self-insurance program or local government risk pool, maintenance and operations of the courts, court-ordered costs of conciliation procedures and establishment and maintenance of a joint county indigent defense fund, and maintenance and operation of a local emergency management agency. A supplemental levy for rural county services may be certified in an amount sufficient to pay county obligations for employer costs related to unemployment compensation, IPERS, and federal Social Security for salaries associated with rural county services, and an aviation authority under Iowa Code Chapter 330A. Other levies. Counties may certify a levy not to exceed .675 per $1,000 of assessed value on all taxable property in the county to repair and maintain cemeteries and to pay expenses of a board or cemetery commission related to Pioneer Cemeteries under Iowa Code Section 331.325. A county that provides fire protection or emergency medical service to a township may certify a levy not to exceed .405 cents per $1,000 of assessed value within the township as authorized in Iowa Code Section 359.43. Additions to levies. Counties may certify additions to levies if unusual circumstances create a need for additional tax revenue in excess of the amount that can be generated from the basic and supplemental levies. The levy must first be submitted at a special levy election and receive a favorable majority of the votes cast. The unusual circumstances must be one or more of the following. An unusual increase in population as determined by the preceding federal census, a natural disaster or other emergency, unusual problems relating to major new functions required by state law, unusual staffing problems, unusual need for a program that will provide substantial benefit to county residents, and a reduced or unusually low growth rate in the property tax base of the county. Other revenue, taxes. In addition to general property taxes, counties are authorized to collect or receive a variety of other tax revenue, including mobile home taxes, voter-approved local taxes such as hotel motel tax, E-911 surcharge, local option sales and services tax, or vehicle tax, and emergency medical services tax. A portion of the gambling taxes from paramutual wagering, excursion boats, and casinos located in the county per the distribution formulas in Iowa Code Section 99D.15 and 99F.11, revenue from tax increment financing, utility replacement excise tax established in Iowa Code Chapter 437A, and taxes collected on behalf of and passed through other governments. Counties may also collect delinquent taxes and the interest and fees applicable to those collections. Other sources of revenue. Other sources of county revenue include state shared revenues such as road use tax, franchise taxes, and fees collected for liquor licenses and beer permits, 
state tax replacements for a variety of tax credits and replacement programs such as the Homestead Tax Credit, the Agricultural Land Tax Credit, and the Mobile Home Replacement, federal funding received directly or passed through from the state, contributions from other intergovernmental units such as contracted law enforcement, E911 funding, child support recovery, and drainage district services, state grants and reimbursements related to a wide variety of programs including emergency medical services, public and mental health services, veterans services, environmental programs, and juvenile justice services, payments in lieu of taxes from the federal, state, or local governments, licenses and permits, charges for services such as fees collected by the county recorder, county treasurer, and sheriff, as well as any other fees charged by county entities, earnings on investments, rents collected on land, buildings, equipment, and machinery, or other rents, miscellaneous revenue from such things as special assessments, sales of commodities, sale of seized property, and private grants and donations. Debt financing. In addition to the sale of capital assets, a major source of financing available to county governments is the issuance of long-term debt in the form of general obligation bonds and revenue bonds. General obligation bonds. General obligation or GO bonds may be issued for either essential or general county purposes as defined in Iowa Code Section 331.441. The bonds are payable from the proceeds of the county's debt service levy. A county board may issue essential purpose bonds after providing public notice and considering oral and written objections from residents and property owners, Iowa Code Section 331.443. General purpose bonds require approval by at least 60% of the votes cast in a county special election, Iowa Code Section 331.442. When a small amount of bond issuance is under consideration, a county board may forego a special election by issuing public notice of its intent and the right of residents to petition for an election. The size of the bond issuance is limited to $100,000 for counties with a population of 20,000 or less, $200,000 for counties with a population of 50,000 or less, $300,000 for counties with a population exceeding 50,000. A single election or notice of intent may cover the issuance of bonds for more than one essential purpose or general purpose. The bonds may then be sold as a single issuance. If a general purpose is combined with an essential purpose in a single notice of intent, then the entire issue is subject to the election requirement. Other statutory limits or requirements apply to bonds issued for a variety of specific purposes. For example, statute limits the annual debt service levy permissible for essential purpose bonds related to public buildings. For purposes of funding water service projects, counties may establish a special service area tax district incorporating only the unincorporated portions of the county. The debt service levy for such a project is levied only against taxable property within the special district. Revenue bonds. A county board may issue revenue bonds to pay for all or part of the cost of a project related to a county enterprise or combined county enterprise. A combined county enterprise is two or more county enterprises operated as a single enterprise. The bonds are payable solely out of the net revenues of the enterprise and not considered to be a debt of the county. County boards may also issue revenue bonds to refund existing bonds or other obligations that are payable from the net revenues of the enterprise. Statute specifies what is included in the cost of a project for purposes of issuing revenue bonds, Iowa Code Section 331.463. A county enterprise may be any of the following, airports and airport systems, 
works and facilities related to liquid and solid waste, sewage and industrial waste, swimming pools and golf courses, equipping, enlarging, and improving a county public hospital, building a county hospital in a county with a population of less than 150,000, a waterworks or single benefited water district, and housing for the elderly or disabled. The issuance of revenue bonds requires adoption of a resolution by a majority vote of the county board members. Prior to adoption, the board must give public notice of intent and consider any oral or written objections from residents and property owners. Other authorized debt. Current debt is short-term debt that is payable from resources that will have accrued by the end of the fiscal year in which the debt is incurred, useful for addressing a county's cash flow needs. Current debt may be authorized only by resolution of a county board and may take the form of anticipatory warrants, loans from other county funds, and other formal short-term debt instruments or obligations. Non-current debt is payable from resources that will accrue after the end of the fiscal year in which the debt is incurred, allowing the county to finance beyond the current year and across multiple years. Non-current debt can take the form of anticipatory warrants, advances from other funds, installment purchase contracts, and other formal debt instruments or obligations other than bonds. Non-current debt must be retired from the resources of the fund from which the original expenditure was made and for which the debt was incurred. A county board may, by resolution, authorize non-current debt for any of the following purposes. Bridges or buildings destroyed by fire, flood, or other extraordinary casualty. Operation of the courts. Bridges made necessary by the construction of a public drainage improvement. Benefit of a person entitled to receive assistance from public funds. Expenditures authorized by vote of the electorate. Contracts executed on the basis of, of the county budget. Expenditures authorized by county board members acting as trustees or directors of a drainage district or other special district. Land acquisition and capital improvements for county conservation purposes not to exceed in any year the equivalent of a tax of .0675 cents per $1,000 of assessed value on all taxable property in the county and purposes for which counties may issue general obligation bonds without an election. Sale of capital assets. A county board may dispose of capital assets and authorize the use of any proceeds for essential or general county purposes as allowed by law. Statewide revenues. Statewide county revenues total $2.439 billion in fiscal year 2013 and 40.1% of that total was generated through taxes levied on property. Of the remainder, another 26.6% was generated through the intergovernmental payments, including state shared revenues and grants, state property tax replacements, federal grants and entitlements, contributions and reimbursements from local governmental units and agencies, and payments in lieu of taxes. Between fiscal year 2003 and fiscal year 2013, statewide county revenue grew by $737.5 million, or 43.3%. Revenue from taxes levied on property grew by $367 million, or 60.1%. Revenue from general long-term debt increased by $143.3 million, or 498.4%. Statewide expenditures. In fiscal year 2013, statewide county expenditures totaled $2.273 billion. Expenditures for roads and transportation constituted 20.8% of the statewide total. Another 19.6% was expended for public safety and legal services. Between fiscal year 2003 and fiscal year 2013, statewide county expenditures grew by $557.7 million, or 32.5%. 
The greatest percentage increases were for long-term debt services, 103.8%, and non-program current expenses, 197.8%, consisting primarily of short-term debt and miscellaneous expenditures. The decrease in expenditures for mental health, intellectual disability, and developmental disabilities in fiscal year 2013 is attributable to the state assuming responsibility for $240.9 million in expenditures for Medicaid services previously paid for by the counties. The state also retained $172.3 million that was previously appropriated to the Department of Human Services and distributed to the counties to help offset the costs of assuming the non-federal share of the Medicaid program. For more information, see the issue review titled Funding for the Mental Health and Disability Services System. County Fund Balances In fiscal year 2003, the statewide total of county ending fund balances was 662 .3 million dollars. This compares to a fiscal year 2013 statewide ending fund balance of 1.81 billion dollars, an increase of 419.1 million dollars. In fiscal year 2013, statewide county reserves increased by 2.1 million dollars over the previous year. In fiscal year 2013, the statewide ending fund balance was 44.3% of statewide revenue. Counties with the largest and smallest fund balances Compared to revenue were largest, Wayne, 97.5%, Appanoose, 94.6%, Harrison, 83.6%, Palo Alto, 82.6%, Calhoun, 81.6%, Dallas, 78.2%, Powashik, 77.8%, Winnebago, 73.8%, Carroll, 71.5%, Floyd, 70.9%. And the smallest, Butler, 18.5%, Plymouth, 23.3%, Shelby, 24.6%, Lynn, 25.3%, Union, 26.1%, Scott, 26.4%, Pottawatomie, 28.8%, Madison, 30.1%, Cass, 30.2%, and Woodbury, 30.6%. The staff contact for this issue review is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst at 515-281-5270 from the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. To see all charts, graphs, attachments, and internet address links, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov and click on the Publications tab at the top. Next, click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area on the left. Scroll down and look under the heading Fiscal Publications and click on Issue Reviews.